Hello and welcome to episode five of the Absolute Game of Nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. This is, like I said, episode number five, our first interview, probably our best interview we're going to do, talking about an awesome book. And I'm going to let Rohan introduce our guest. Uh, ahead, yeah, sir. we for our first interview, we got ourselves a whale. Uh, we have Errol Molnar, uh, who's... Uh, Joining us all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Um, and uh, Errol's got a great story to share about how he hunted down Superman number one, one of the biggest, baddest books there is. Uh, so, Errol, say hello. Hello, fellas. Hello, everybody outside. How are you guys doing? <laughs> good, good, good. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, so let's just start with the basics. Errol, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, who you are, what you do, that kind of thing, and then we'll get into the comic stuff. Sure, not a problem. But first, I want to put out. I want to put a shout out to Lawrence from Mighty Comics and Collectibles. I love you guys. You guys do a great job. Same thing with Jason from Omega Omega Collects. You know, two great guys, which I love. You know, they do so much for the community wise, and you know, they're just good, good people. I love these guys. So yeah, just, yeah. Uh, actually, on that note, I that's how I uh, got to know who you were. So hmm. Lawrence from Mighty is my favorite guy to watch uh, guys. for comic book info, and so you were on. His first uh, signature series pod, I believe, yeah. was with with Ryan from Omega. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how I learned who you are and started following you. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Lawrence, big fan. He's he's become a you know a great great resource for me too as well in my collecting. So I really appreciate his input he's given me. Yeah, these guys are real. They keep it like as far as like you know what they collect, what they tell people what not to do, what to do. You know, and just you know don't stress yourself when you when you're buying books. Just believe in what you buy and just just go with your gut's instinct. So, you know, these guys just just delivered, you know, solid, solid, you know, information to the public out there. And I love these guys for it. Yeah, I actually told uh, I told Lawrence that we're having you on and he's like, uh, can I get on? I was like, oh, yeah, trust me. I'm definitely going to ask you to come on too. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Let's go into the who, what, where uh, for you real quick and then we'll get into the comic stuff. Okay. Um, anyways, my name is Errol Molnar. Um, I'm living in Australia right now. I'm, I'm originally from Canada. I'm still born and bred from the great, great white north. Um, I've been collecting comic books, probably like the collectibles, like memorabilia, stuff like that from the mid 90s. So it's always been like my, my passion where I love to collect things where, you know, it's, it's, it's like the hunt, you know, you, you, you love to go for the hunt for when it comes to like any kind of item you search for. And the, the rarer, the better, you know, because it has more like, you know, if something's too easy to collect or something's too easy to find. It's, it's not a challenge for me. I always try to find yeah. it as a challenge, you know, because yeah. the more the challenge is something, the more you can appreciate it. So nice. that's so, how real quick, real quick uh, I always like to know is what do you do for work? Is it comic related or do you do something completely different? No, I do. Uh, I do contracting work and stuff like that over here. So it's oh, it's right new. on. I've been I've been uh, in the um, in the painting and plastering business with my with my family ever since I came out here, and then started my own business, and then you know it just took off, and then it just you know branched out to you know I was born and bred into that that family when I was 14 years old with my dad, and it just just came like you know I was good at it and just just stick with it you know it's like 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 an artist is with his brushes you know it's just just an easier form of, of doing things you know and you're a living at it and comics to right me on. Song was just a just a just something where I, I grew into as a kid, you know, any kid out there probably likes to have, like, say, you know, Spider-Man or, you know, Superman, Batman, all the, you know, the classic characters. And I, I fell into it as a kid because one of my good friends I used to go to school with, he used to have so many comic books in his basement. So when I was like probably eight, nine years old, 
I'd go to his basement. He lived about two blocks away from me, and he'd have boxes and boxes of comics. And I just looked at them all. I just read them. You know, it's just like anybody else did. You know, and then after a while, he, he ended up opening his own comic book store in, I think, the early 90s in my hometown, Thunder Bay. So I'd be going to this store almost every Saturday. I'd go there in the morning, you know, just go through the, through the bins looking for books. And, you know, just one thing led to another. Right on. So real quick then, being in Canada, growing up there, pretty far north, and then going mm-hmm. to, when did, when did you go to Australia? When did you move to Australia? I moved down here in 2009, in J- June. Okay. Has that been, has that made it more difficult to collect in those areas? Like, cause no. I know you always see people, uh, no, no. Cause, cause, cause ever since you have the internet, everything's at, at, at the palm of your hands now. So it's to me wise, it's just location wise, where if you go to a local comic store where there's a lot of good ones over here, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've picked up a lot of good books from here. Like I remember one time I went to a comic store, um, about probably 20 minutes from me, maybe about 10 miles from where I live. Um, he had his, he had a short box. He has so many short boxes in his, these, these, um, shelves. So I was going through it and he had two house of secrets, 92 inside there, just sitting in there, you know, wow. at, at, at 500 bucks a piece. So I wow. looked at it, I looked at it. This is about probably four or five years ago. I looked at it, about a mid grade, mid grade plus. I looked at it. I haggled them and I haggled them because <laughs> it's just, he just didn't care for it. I go, well, this is a classic, you know, book from Bernie Wrightson. How could you not care for this? These just—they're just sitting in a box. <laughs> so I took one. I took I took them both out, bought them. I paid I think it was like seven hundred bucks for both. Wow. I, flipped one, I flipped one book the same night I bought it. I made about fifteen hundred bucks the same night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right I kept on. one. I kept well, one. Well, yeah. So like, uh, you've actually already yeah. handled now, basically given all that like first couple questions we had so uh <laughs> the reason uh we brought errol on specifically was because errol has hunted for superman one for 14 years so to start that like why don't we talk about why superman one like what made you choose that was your target goal like why superman one versus uh and i know you talked about how you like things rare that are hard to get um so like why superman one versus maybe action one or you know, Marvel Comics one or, or Hulk one eighty one. Yeah, Hulk one eighty one. You're in you're in Canada. You you had that, that was probably given everyone at birth. Well, right? I have too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it's not been fourteen, it's been probably since ninety seven, ninety eight. I've been hunting for that book. Oh like, damn, okay. So it's been almost what uh twenty three years, like that, twenty four years. Yeah. Like I've had I've had two I've had two Superman comics, um, coverless ones I've had. So it's it that kind of is like you know does it add up? No, it does. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Um, but then in the in the and um, I think it was two thousand six or two thousand three. Sorry, there was a guy actually on eBay. He was selling the actual first page to Superman one. It was like six hundred dollars. I was going for it at the time, and at the time before then, about a few months prior, there was a guy on Comic Link store who was selling an Action Comics number one first page, which I bought. It was it was actually it was selling for three thousand dollars at the time. Like that was a lot of money for me. I was like, "What three thousand? That's that's massive money for a first page." But the significance to that page is it's the first page to Superman one. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. So that's, you post that's the one you posted like a couple weeks ago, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, it, it, you know, it's you look at the thing, you know, and a lot of people are gonna they're gonna criticize at the time where they go, "Oh, why would you buy a page for? It's just it's just a page. It's it's not the book." I said, "But you're missing the point here." This is a significant character that started the whole revolution of, of superheroes. You're not following this. If you if you got a, a, a page from the very first book of 
of history from, from human beings, and it's actually just a page from, say, a book, what's the significance to it? It's, it's a yeah. lot. It's not, it's not just the book itself. It's these pages that make up the book. And that no, I mean, think about Hmm. Think about it, right? It's like uh, the Declaration of Independence is just a page, exactly. but like no it's, it's what you know. It's like it's like it's like national it's like national treasure with uh, with Nicholas Cage that movie. It's the same. I, I I feel like I'm in the same kind of way where where how he just hunts for these things where you know it just gets the heart rate up. It just gets your your um your adrenaline rushing because it's a, it's a huge rush when you, when you actually acquire something that you're hunting for for so long. So like for me, wise when I first started, like why did I get into Superman? Well, a short of a long story short. My mom and I used to watch Lois and Clark. You know, I love Superman. that show. I love that was my that show. show. That was my show. Yeah. My mom and I would watch that every Sunday night at eight o'clock. I would be drawn to that show. I would. It, it was. It was a quirky show. It was a goofy show, but you know what? It just. It was something about it where it's just like you know, this is Superman. You know, it's. It's. He's been around for like forever. You know, it's. It's like the greatest character ever created. That's why I see it. You know. That's how I look at it. And when I started to gravitate towards, you know, that character wise, you know, I wanted I wanted to know a little more about the history to it. You know, when did it come out? You know, when was this appearance? When when did this come out? When did the um, you know, all these 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 items from like say from premiums to like say advertisements, like I wanted it all. Like, I wanted the history to it. So when I started watching the, the TV show on Sunday nights, I started gravitating towards, you know, which is you know, when this big story came out back in '92 in November. The death of Superman, I, I was just like drawn to it. I said, that's what I want to get, how I started it. So I went to a few places in town. I tried to find it. I went to one place, didn't have it. I went to another place. And then when I went into the long boxes, all I could see was, was it sitting inside there. And as soon as I picked it out, I was just like, you know, like a kid on Christmas morning. It was, it was, it just meant so much to me at that moment. So uh, that's, and for me, that's, yeah. I would say that's just funny. Like I legitimately did the same thing. Like we, mm. as a family, my brother, like my brother's even bigger Superman fan than me, but me, mm. him, and my parents, we watched Lois and Clark at eight o'clock yeah. every Sunday. When it, I loved yeah. that show. Yeah, that's funny. I never watched that show, but there is there is oh. no better scene in in comic movie. Well, maybe the End Game when Captain America got Molnar, but a uh, Molnir, but. <laughs> The, mm -hmm. When that helicopter fell in the first Superman movie, mm -hmm. and he caught it, I I think when he changed in his into the Superman outfit and got her, I yes. thought that was still a great scene. I mean, sure. I, I'll never forget that. And that first Superman, I've seen a thousand times, and I I love that Christopher Reeve was yeah. and is always Superman. In my yeah, opinion. Is that, yeah, is that is that is Lois and Clark or Superman? Was that streaming on anything? That was on ABC Channel. I remember that at the time back in uh, yeah like eight yeah eight o'clock uh, eight o'clock on Sunday night. I have, I, don't know. I have them on DVD. I've never streamed them or on DVD. <laughs> I'm just awesome. curious, like, are they are they available to stream now? Because that'd be cool to I'm watch. I'm not sure. Year. I had the DVDs. My wife bought me the, all the DVDs from it. Like all this, I think it was like four, four or five seasons. It was, um, and they court. That's the funny thing is they choreographed the whole. I think it was '97 to the words of, to the um, to the book of Death of Superman. So they wanted to choreograph as far as like say. The, the wedding they wanted, but the comic books didn't want to do it at the same time because they didn't want to start clashing with the, with the TV show. So yeah. that was the thing where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, actually, you know, how they started kind of choreographing with the books. And then back in 97, 98, I never forgot, I was like hunting for Superman 1 book. I was like going, I got to have it. I got, like, you know, part of my language, fuck, I got to have it. It's just, it's just <laughs> something I got to have, you know? <laughs> And yeah. I kept on looking online and look because the, the internet was just was just is finally you know prevalent for all of us to go online to see 
you know, let's go hunting for books now, which made a lot easier for on eBay. And then I started looking and looking, and then all of a sudden I, I found a copy online. It was at uh, 5000 for a good copy at the time. And then, but I was like still, you know, kid, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, the 5000 to me was like, you know, like, you know, like massive money. And I just go to, yeah, I go to my yeah. mom and dad and said, you got to let me some money. You have to let me some money. <laughs> and, they go, and they go, what for? And they go, I want to buy a book. And they go, a book? Are you crazy? I go, yeah, I could, I could imagine asking for five grand as a child <laughs> for a comic book. Yeah, and I go, no, I gotta have it. I said, please. I said, yeah, my, yeah, my grandma used to get mad asking for a dollar to go to 7 Eleven for a <laughs> couple of <around> 5,000. <laughs> yeah, 5,000. I says, are you nuts? <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, when I did, when I couldn't acquire at the time, it's just like, it's just been inside me where it's like, I, I just gotta get it. My, my collection's not complete unless I have it. It's just something so, where you collect things, you just, you gotta have that one thing or you just, Everything you collect for so long, it's, it's, it becomes to the point of that one thing makes everything a whole now. You know what I mean? Well, that's yeah. so. So you watch Lois and Clark, and that, and then you wanted Death of Superman. You, that you found that one, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're saying you wanted at that point when you when you finally got that book. At some point, you wanted to get Superman one. Yeah. Right. So exactly. That's in, like to me to fathom getting AF fifteen or Spider Man number one. I don't feel it's incomplete on my part, but that's interesting how that you at that point when you got that one, you said I got to have number one at mm -hmm. that point. Like that's interesting. Like yeah, because to me, wise, it's like it's like a pizza. There's one piece missing out of it, and mm -hmm. some guys got it. Yeah, you don't have a full you don't have a full pie there, right? There's yeah. one piece is missing. It'll never be complete unless you got that one piece inside there. I don't care. You could convince yourself all you want saying, oh, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's good to that. But there's always that one little thing inside you saying, you know what? It ain't complete unless I get that piece there. I will not I will not die a happy man unless that thing's inside there. You know what I mean? A lot of so, people could probably relate to that question. So, uh, you know, Errol, let, let, let me ask you, knowing all this, <laughs> you, did did you have dreams with Superman 1? Yes. yes. <laughs> I would go, listen, what? How I acquired that book, it was it took a process. Like, I mean, like back in 2012, like I, I've been collecting Superman books since, since you know, since 97, 98, you know, when it came out. You know, I clicked the whole run from Death of Superman from the whole year. I put it together. I, um, I put that towards, you know, like reading it one book every night for, for how many, a couple, couple of months just to kind of, you know, just get my, my feet wet, you know. So that was my passion towards that, that point. So then all of a sudden, you know, speed forward about later, like 10, 12 years later, you know, here comes the Avengers back in June of 2012. You know, now all of a sudden it's like, you know, Silver Age books are starting to become more prevalent out there where, you know, hey, these are really cool here. Like I never dabbled before in Silver Age, but I've been collecting a lot of memorabilia and stuff like that from Superman from the early, you know, 40s. You know, so it's to me wise, I go, that's a, that was a new era for me where, I'm going, you know, I could kind of, you know, dabble in that, that aspect towards it. So when it started to go into 2012, you know, Avengers came out. I went, I met Stan Lee when he was at the co uh, convention here at the time in July. Um, nice. I just started collecting. I collected the Avengers number one at the time because it was a huge movie. I was one of them who fell into it. So I bought a, a good, good, very good copy for like 400 bucks. It was pretty oh, wow. 
you know, I put it aside and then all of a sudden I started saying, you know, this is kind of cool. So I, I put together a little, little, you know, collection going on. I said, you know, it'd be cool to get X-Men one, you know, you know, Tales of Suspense 39, um, Fantastic Four one. And I, I started collecting them. All. I just grabbed them. I said they were cheap at the time. X-Men ones at the time when I was grabbing in 2012 were dirt cheap. Nobody wanted them. They just sat there. Like, I mean, I mean, you know, the X-Men movies were out since the early, early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all those movies were going out there. But was the book, you know, skyrocketing? No, no one cared for it. It just sat there. You get a mid-grade copy for 2000 bucks, which I bought it for. I bought a, a very fine, was it almost not very fine, but probably a four, a four, you know, a Fantastic Four number one for, for 2000 also. I bought that too. Stashed it away. You know, same thing with Tales of Suspense. It was a 39. I grabbed that for a grand only. It was like a, a mid mid plus grade, you know, book. Just, you know, I just I just found them, and just started putting them aside. Because why? Because yeah. I valued them. I valued them because they're they're the first appearances. You know what I mean? That's what I value them for. I go. I wasn't thinking that going well. You know, these books are going to be worth twenty, thirty, forty thousand down the road. So, you know, that's that was the last thing in my mind. It just I just want to put them aside. And then then what happened was this. July or August of that year, I had uh, acquired also in that collection of mine at the time was um, an AF-15. I bought it for, I think it was two and a half thousand. It was like a very good grade. So, and I started thinking to myself, I said, you know what? There's something special about this book here. This book here is the Amazing Fantasy 15. It's the first appearance of Spider-Man. I said, if I put all my eggs in one basket, this book here is, 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 is going to surpass all these other books because for what it is. There's only three characters out there that's got some more significance towards each other, and that's Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. All those three, that's it. Yeah. There's not Iron Man. There's not, you know, Thor. You know, there's not the Hulk. You know, they are there, but they're not the big three books. You know what I mean? Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Spider-Man was was right there where AF-15 was the top of the top of the list for 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 Grails of all Grails of that of that character. So I started saying to myself, you know what? If I play my cards right, I could get a couple more of these books, put them aside. And then because the leverage I have with these books are way surpassed more than an X-Men 1, a Fantastic Four 1, because this book is more, more dear, more special to me, or even on the market, then these other books can be combined together. So that's what I did. So I collected three of them, put them aside. I upgraded it. Then I put that aside. Then I grabbed another three or four more. I put that aside. Like I had all these pictures up on Instagram. It shows you how I, how I have all these pictures. Like I took about six of them I had. I, I spaced them on me and my wife's bed. I just laid them all on, on the on the bedspread. I had six there, but I had seven. I couldn't put them all together. So I, I just took a picture of it. And I go, man, that's that's fucking cool. Look at that. I got yeah. seven. Six, but I got you know, and I go, that's impressive. I go. Oh, yeah. So, and then I see the market going higher and higher. And they said, you know what? Time for me to upgrade these books now. I, I got these like three, three grade, 2.5s. I go, you know what? I want to upgrade it. So I could start going online. There's some dealers I was finding, they would have some books on there. I said, you know what? You got a four or 5.0. I want to give you three of my books for one of your book. And they go, sure, no problem. Because my book's liquid. Theirs is liquid. And easier, easier for me to get rid of my books. But it's a lot harder to get rid of my books if the book is not in huge demand. That's the issue people are not looking at. If something mm-hmm. is, is too easy to acquire, why would people want to say, well, you know, why get it tomorrow any day, any day of the week? But an AF-15, not special. That's a little bit higher but that's a huge demand for it. So I started progressing where, you know, I got into a 6.0 grade, put that aside. And then I had a couple more copies on the side and I kept building and building and building it to a point where 
I picked up a 7.0 copy about a year and two months ago. That was the highest grade. I pushed it. I pushed my limit, my limit from, from, from this to that. You know what I mean? And that's how I did it. It just took a process because I found an opportunity wise where this book was had something going for it. Unlike other every other books you see today, you got like say New Mutants ninety eight. You know, there's too many out there. Why bother? You know what I mean? There's like X Men number. You know, one on one first Phoenix. Why bother? It's just there's too many out there. You know what I mean? I think any day of the week, I want something special. Yeah. The book you did know, you have- see uh two things i gonna say real quick one in our first episode jp and i so we just started collecting again recently and in mm-hmm. our first episode we actually asked that question like when we watched those x-men movies in the early 2000s were the books going up then and now you know you're letting us yeah. know that no it really didn't move them no. um that's interesting and then two i was gonna say did you see on monday i can't remember what site it's on but there's a 9.2 af 15 no. that the auction ends on monday so it'll be interesting to see what that goes for i think it should go for a million because because it's a nine two like as soon as like i said every point of a book has got a certain level where it's going to go into like say for instance you got how many copies of like, say af15 at 0. 0.5 1.0 2.0 3.0 there's a limbo there's a limbo level to that book when, where, you, where you go into so if let's say for instance you buy that book at a 3.0 and you pay say thirty thousand right now at, at, the, at the time of the market like say from after like it's been going for the past few years it's gone up and down, up and down, and now it's kind of like like leveling off to a certain level. Now you're thinking to yourself, okay, if I buy thirty thousand, what's the potential to it? Well, yeah. everything's got, everything has a potential to it, but it depends on how many are in that grade level. If there's three hundred or three fifty in that grade level, it's going to trickle in value to a certain level because there's so many copies out there. Like any given time, yeah. you could find a copy like tomorrow, the next day, or the next day. But well, when you see a copy that comes up every so often, like maybe every six months or maybe a year. That has a super higher demand for because they don't come out often. And when the people see it doesn't come out often, they'll pay more money for it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, that top FF1 was a 9.2 and that went for 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. And then, so that the record Spider-Man AF15 is a 9.6 and that was, I think, 3.6 million. Mm-hmm. 3.6. So, so the thing is, I think the guy overpaid for it. Honestly. Yeah, I think that was during the – I think that was not too long ago. So I think it was during maybe the – That was September 2021. Oh, September. yeah. So then right in the middle – there you go, right in the middle of uh, that kind mm-hmm. of boom that everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was like yeah. the big, big story. You know, like that book has not been sold for almost 10 years. It was a huge story. And, you know, everybody else was calling me. It was like texting me there. Oh, did you see that book? It went toward, I think it was $3.6 million. I said, I sure did. And they go, oh, you have your AF-15 and your 7.0? I said, I sure do. Well, what do you want to do with it? I go, well, I think I'm going to hold it, but I got little better plans with that with that book. You know, I go now. I'm looking at the Golden Age era books. I'm looking at the book that I want the most. You know, Superman one. I'm looking at what's what's what can I get now? Because I know my book is liquid. I know I I got the potential now to take that book I have and get get something I want even more. So, mm-hmm. so is that, mm. you said that AF15 and 96 had a pretty had a story to it. Is that what you said? Yeah, because you said it had a. Nine six has not been sold for over ten years. It just sat there for ten years. So okay. I guess the person who bought it for a million dollars back in the day—I'm not sure if it's the same copy that sold in 2021. It might have been, but it went from from 2000. I think it was 2010 or 12. It went for one million. That was the highest. That was the highest book that was that was paid for up until Action Comics one beat beat that one first. So that was a Silver Age. Oh wow! So yeah, that's the potential so, you have. 
with these higher grade books, like levels. So then with the story on yours, though, you were, you were about to get into that. So there was a story on that nine, six, but the story on yours, you were just about to, to say it, how you. Yeah. How you so, it. so for me wise, when I got my 7.0 from a, from a trade, from a dealer, I, cause I took, I took a massive amount of my collection. Like I had three or four copies of AF 15 still stashed away. Um, they had a value to, I'm not sure, close to a hundred grand or even a past that. And I took some other books I had. I had Spider-Man number one. It was a four old white page. I had number two. I had number three, number four, number five. I mean, I had them all. I had them all in white pages, all mid-grade levels I had. Because at the time when I was collecting those amazing Spider-Man books about four or five years ago, I wanted to get I wanted to get a good level where it's like a mid-grade is perfect because there's potentially higher growth rate at a mid-grade than, say, a 1 or 2.0 grade. So mid grades with a white page, you know, covered or interior is going to have a little more desirable effect, you know, as far as like someone wanting it, because, because at the time when I got them, they're like going for just under a grand each piece. So I'm going, well, you know, the potential to this book, it's going to go at least about at least double. There's no, there's no question in my mind. You know what I mean? Because, because this is Silver Age book classic, you know, like, like first Mysterio or first, you know, yeah. Doc Ock, all these, you know, even like said, you know, Green Goblin, all these books, you know, it, it pained me to kind of like going, well, you know what? The opportunity came to, to to bank all these books into a 7.0 AF15. I didn't even hesitate. I go, I go, I'll do it tomorrow, no problem. The guy knew he'll make money off my books. I knew I wanted his book, and I made the deal towards it. I po- I boxed up six big boxes I had, put all my books inside there, FedEx it out to him. You know, and when I got my books back, like like from him, I couldn't be more happier. I go, people will see me saying, "Oh, you got rid of all like, like 30 books, 25 books. These are amazing books." I go, but you're missing the point here. I already had them. I don't care to keep going, you know, to keep keeping them for the next, what, 10, 20 years. I've had them. I want to just move on. I want to go up the ladder to a certain level where it's like, you know, it's it's a hunt. You know, it's, it's like going after that white whale. I already had these other little smaller fishes over here. That's fine because there's plenty more out there. I can always have them tomorrow if I want to. It doesn't really bother me. Sound like Rowan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when you look at these other books, like say Action Comics 1 or Sensation 1 or, you know, Detective 31, 33 or, you know, 27, these books are hard to find. They're like the true grail of all grail books that people like hunt for, you know, and dream about. You know what I mean? Like tomorrow I could get to say ASM number three, big deal. It's, it's, it's a Doc Ock, okay? You know, it's out there so I can still buy it if I want to. But it it, it doesn't drive me to want to buy it. I don't, I don't really like have a drive for it. I drive for something that's got a little bit more more historic events to it, you know, the rarity to it, you know. So, so how did you get to Superman one? Like, did you the story so behind that? Yeah, was it had to do with the AF fifteen somehow, or? Yeah, I use the AF fifteen as leverage because now that book to me, wise is that it's hey, it's the top of the Silver Age books of all books, next to Showcase four. But Spider Man will always surpass Showcase four no matter what because Spider Man is more popular. Yeah, Just totally. That's the, so it's the flash. It's the flash. Always. Always will be. Yeah. So to me, wise, I had a top tier of, of the book, of all books of the Silver Age. That was my leverage to get into what I wanted. I could have done that with an X-Men 1 or a Fantastic Four number 1. I, I could have done that. It's impossible. Because when you're thinking about going, well, unless it was a higher, higher grade, yeah, sure. But then the, the census counts, you're going, the higher the census count for any book that is out there, then you, you're almost like you're battling yourself for going, well, is everybody going to want this book at this grade? If there's too many copies, but with my grade I had, there was way, way surpassed the 5.0s or 6.0s. You get a little bit more higher now, it's like a little more, 
more something special because they're a higher grade. So when I found when I found um, my comic shop from Steve Borak, who actually bought my book, you know, I couldn't praise the guy more. The guy was fantastic. Like I love that guy. He's absolutely one of the most knowledgeable persons in the in the whole industry of comic books. Steve Borak, you know. That's mycomicshop.com. Yeah, I've been talking with him. I talked to him. He's a good friend of mine. Like I mean, like he, I love the guy. He's 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 so much full of knowledge. He's just down to earth. You know what I mean? Like when I approached him, you know, to have the book sold, you know, he took my book and I couldn't thank him enough. You know, I made the deal. And then what happened was I noticed that there was a book from uh, the San Diego Comic Con that was that was floating around. Is the um it was a Superman one book there, and I got a hold of the guy who was actually who was selling it, and I made him an offer. And um, I had the, the funds for it. So you know what? I didn't hesitate one second of that money that I had to go put that at that book. Like, I mean, I put all my faith, I put all my soul, everything into that book with that money I put in there. And that's how confident I was. You know, sometimes when a person puts money into something, they get very nervous and they get very hesitant. But for, for me wise, no, none of that. Absolutely so, not. So, Errol, let me ask. So you, you, you leveraged up AF15 to a 7.0. Mm -hmm. What did you sell that for? If you guys want to know, oh, it's yeah. up to you if you want to tell us. But I mean, <laughs> if, it's, you're, if you're open to share, yeah. <laughs> or, or I mean, you can. Yeah, it's up to you. But I mean, like that's how you got to the you got I'll the funds just, from that. It, yeah. it was well, it was well over a hundred thousand. Let's just put it that way. It was okay. over a hundred thousand. So okay. that then, you got the leverage from that to get to Superman one. Superman one. Yeah. Like my initial my initial putting at the time when I was collecting these AF-15s. How I, how, I, how I first started, like 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 um like Jason puts it, Omega Omega collects, a road to a key. That's what it's about. You you, you yeah. set your path on what you want. If you don't envision what you want, you're not going to get there. You have to you have to envision what you want. You know what I mean? Without a, without a plan, you go around circles all the time. You have to have a plan of what you actually want to acquire. You know you can't be distracted about any oh this oh look at this book oh, oh wait a second oh, look at this book over here. But wait a sec! Don't you want the X Men number one? Well, yeah, but but this book over here looks good. This, you know, wasn't wasn't in question for me. I knew what I wanted long term. You know, and I, I did what I had to do to get there. I had no roadblocks of oh, I should get this book. I should get this book. Those to me are Mickey Mouse books. I don't care for them. You know what I mean? They're they're too easy to get. If it's too easy to get for me, I, I I'm not I'm not you know I'm not surprised by them. You know, so when you, when you had when you had that cash from AF fifteen, then mm -hmm. was that all you needed then for Superman one, or did you have to work a little more, or was that boom, no? That I had I had more Superman? than enough. I had more than enough for my deal to buy that, and also buy another book on top of that. The other book I bought on top, and I'll show you over here, was a was a rare rare book at this grade. Like it was like one of the top books next to Superman one, which I wanted, and it was this book rarely ever comes out in high grades, and when they do. There's less than 10 copies of them that come out. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the, JP. Isn't that the one you showed me that day we were talking about it? Isn't that that one? That one came on, but I think it was like a, a 1 0 or something. That's the. Flag yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was much, much lower grade, obviously. Yeah, but that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a good Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, that's the most iconic cover from all of Superman issues, like the black patriotic cover. And at the grade that comes in, you don't find them often, maybe one a year, maybe if you're lucky, you find that. Mm -hmm. And when it comes out, you have to pay a pretty penny for it because they don't come out often because the black cover is so susceptible to having a lot of dings on it and a lot of scratches all over it. So to get that kind of grade for a book that's over 80 years old, you don't see that. That that's to me awesome. drives me for, for, for collecting, you know, having something that that's, that's, that's like, you know, more rare out there to have.
here yeah. speaking of that here's something i found when i first started collecting now this isn't the original this is a mm -hmm. reprint i don't know if you can see oh, it that's cool yeah okay so this is yeah, the reprint okay, from yeah. 74 i think but it's the first blonde the, hair your blonde hair right yeah. i don't know if it's something you ever look for but that yeah i, I saw a copy yesterday actually and i'm looking at buying it <laughs> yeah i, I we're gonna, I we're just... gonna talk about that coming up <laughs> but like, i gotta I have it I gotta have it. It's it's the it's the hunt of it. Like when I started in looking yeah. for for books, you know, I I heard a YouTube video about it. I would have never known what it was, and I walked into an antique store and I saw it in a in a glass case and thought, wow, I just struck gold. But then again, it was the reprint and it wasn't mm -hmm. gold. But I mean, again, it's it's a cool piece to have that represents that. Yeah. But that is a rare book, and that's that's that was it one is. of my next questions. If we want to get into it, though, Rohan is the, you know, you got you you talk about those other books that are mickey mouse books right that mm -hmm. rohan's kind of the same way where he's willing to get rid of a bunch of those little books to get that big book I, I, I more keep the big the little books in some cases because they were ones i wanted in the 90s and never got mm. but but it, like you got to collect what you like and, and i and i get that exactly. that part of it exactly but, so you you get rid of those and you got superman one mm -hmm. right now what you wait know, wait do you have do you have your superman one there errol yeah, I do. <laughs> you do. Let's pull it. Let's I pull do. it out to it. Pull it on. <laughs> I I saw it when he pulled it out on Lawrence's uh on pod. So I've seen it, but like it, uh, JP, this thing is awesome. I'm always had a hard time. And you just got this. You said it about a year ago. This How one got. Uh, no, I got this one about five six months ago. Oh wow! Holy crap! Like Matt Nelson, uh, guy's great. Like he goes. Errol, you're the one that bought it. I said, yeah, I'm the one that got the book. He goes, he goes, let me tell you. He said, that is probably the nicest 0.5 grade I've ever seen. He goes, it's just represents so nice. Like, and I go. Yeah, and for, for those that don't know, Matt Nelson is the president of CGC. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. Yeah. You, you know, you're doing pretty well whenever the guy from CGC knows who you are. <laughs> Look at yeah. that. That's oh, awesome. Man. Look at that. Uh, that is sweet. So, Errol, uh, 0.5. Nice. That presents awesome. It's just, yeah. yeah, the cover presents probably like a five, six. It's just, it's so clean for what it is. You know what I mean? Like the back pinup cover is missing, right? Because obviously the kids back in the day, they had, you know, with the big scissors cut out the big pinup in the back and it was, it was normal. You know, it's, that's why the many survived. So, but for this book to survive the way it is in the condition it's in now is, 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 a, is a miracle. You know what I mean? Like for the cover to be unrestored and be so clean how it is, how it presents, like there was a 4.0, I think it sold last week on, I think it was yeah, Heritage. 517. 517. Yeah, my cover blows that cover away, like by yeah. far. You know what I mean? Like, well, what's, cra you know? what's crazy, so it was a 4.5. It sold for 517. Yeah. I think eight months ago, there was a 4.0, but yeah. it was much cleaner. Much oh, yeah. cleaner. And that, and that sold for 800,000. But if you looked at the cover, though, that, that was a second printing. Have you, have you noticed it? Because oh no! Look, I didn't even know. I didn't even learn of second printings until you posted that printings. on Friday. There's three. There's three printings. There was a five hundred thousand first printing. There was a two hundred thousand second printing, and a third printing of one hundred fifty thousand. So in total, nine hundred fifty thousand copies were done. So if you look at my copy, you can tell on the on the S on there, it's a very it's a very thin black like a very thin black line around. It, you know what I mean? The black. Uh -huh. It's the, it's the, it's the it's the uh, the outlines. If you look at the one on Heritage Assault or the other 4.0, it's got thicker black lines all around it. It looks like it's like it's um a miscut, like the um the printing on it. It's a lot thicker, the black, the ink on it. 
So that's how you can that's tell. And then so how do you tell a third print? How do you tell a third print? You know, I can't, you can't, I'm not sure on the third printing wise, because it could be like the second printing could almost be the same as the third one. You know, for, from what, what I know is because after only, there's only 175, 176 copies of Superman one out there. There's only 75 unrestored. So, you know, the guest is there. Out of those million copies, that's all that's left. That's all that's left. That's wow. all that's left. And that's so between what's, first, what's second, incredible. and third printings? Second and third print, like I said, out of all the 175 copies, like 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 three quarters of them are all restored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like three quarters, almost like 67 percent are all re restored. So it was normal practice back in the day where before grading companies came out, it was a normal practice. People did that to the thing, to the uh, Declaration of Independence, all these 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 important documents just to preserve the history. It was a normal practice yeah. to do it. You can't be like when someone says, oh, "I got to restore store a copy of say Action One," is that. It shouldn't be shined upon because that was normal to keep the brook preserved the way it's supposed to have been. You know, like nobody, yeah. like if, if it was like deteriorated, what's the best way to do it? You have to restore it to, to a certain extent, you yeah. know, so that's the way to keep it. So for me wise, you know, it was an option of, of having this book I, I picked up or restored copy I was looking at. And when this book came up for, for option for me, I go, you know what, if I got an option to get a blue grade all day long, the way it presents, you know, I'm, I'm all over it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, sure. The back back covers the pinup's gone, but you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. kid, God bless him, he put it on his wall somewhere, but the book still kept kept intact. I still have the whole book inside, no matter what. So, so Errol, my question was though, of the 175 unrestored copies, is that combined first, second, and third printing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what printing is yours? Mine's first. So, when it comes to first, second, third, there's not a whole lot left of all anyway, no. but. Which is no. the more expensive copy, the third or the first print? The first if they're one. the same group. If you put it into a category wise, like the one book that sold for, I think it was five million. It was like an eight point I think it was a mile high. Eight point oh, yeah. That was a that was a first printing. You could tell on, on the cover, like any kind of cover you see. Like I said, if you see the the S, all the outlines really thick and black. That's not a first printing. Okay, got it. That's well, interesting tell. because. I guess because it's the first Superman and the first print, that's why it demands the most. Whereas the oh, third yeah. print, which is even rarer, right? Yeah. There's less copies of it. Yeah. So books today, when they're third print and, and rare, mm -hmm. they can command more. But because this has to be the first run of it, because you it's can't the first, tell. Yeah. Majority, you can't tell. We can tell some of it, but 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 since the historic you know significance to this book, someone's not going to say, "Well, I'll give you a hundred thousand less because it's a second. They won't do that because this book is too is too scarce. It's just yeah. it, it's. You got the first superhero of, of all of all time here. That'll never yeah. happen. It's, it's 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 eighty plus years now. It'll and never what happen. do you think in return and in, into this Superman versus Action Comics one? Which cover do you like better? This cover by far. This cover, I think. Yeah, I think the yellow. Yeah, this one. This 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 cover is definitely better, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. It draw me to do it, Mister like Eclectic. You just draw the whole cover. Just draw like Action One is is a dream book. Don't get me wrong. Like like if if it came for me to get a low grade like Action Comics One and sacrifice my book to get that, I would do it no problem. You would do. You would that. get rid of this book for that one. I would. Yeah, because it's a, it's the first Superman book ever ever created. Like this is the first solo yeah. solo well, book ever. It's got the origin. It's it's like probably like I said, it's a top three book of all time as far as like a significant books go. You know, next to like say Detective and Action One. Then you have Marvel yeah. One. Then you have you know Batman One. You have Captain America One. But where do you put this book? It's top three because it's the first. It's the very yeah. first solo book ever created from one character. You know. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. Where do you um do you just keep it at your house normally? Where do you store it? No, I keep it in a safe place. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, there's no getting. Yeah, that thing's got coming, lasers around coming, it. You ain't coming to my house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just didn't know if you were like a safety deposit box or uh, you know or had be. like or had like a <laughs> yeah the, had a vault. Could, or... be the, could be the backyard in the in the, in the ground somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I had a guy I, wor I worked for a bank and we used to have people go back in their safe deposit box and get stuff out and normally it's like you know the will or some paper products. <laughs> I went to pull out the box he had and it fell down. It was full of like gold coins and all kinds of stuff. It was so heavy. I mean, almost killed someone. That's how much stuff he had in that safe deposit box. I didn't expect it just dropped right down. Mostly they're pretty light, but that one was full of crap in there. So yeah, you got to, at least it's got to be safe. Yeah. Airtight and safe. So yeah, a but, lot of books. Yeah. A lot of, lot of gold. <laughs> Must but, have been Scrooge McDuck probably, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that, that was my, my question. And I, 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 you know, poses, you know, myself is the hunt's never over. No, for me, you no. know, like, no, like it just keeps going. So now that you got this book and then you already said it, you would trade this for action one. If, I mean, it, if, it, if an opportunity, if an opportunity came where it's like, you're always trying to seek the next thing where it's like, you know, well, how much, how much further can I go? You know, like for me wise, like I go, I go online, like every day I go look for something. Like it's, it's not, a, it's not a chore. It's just, it's just, comes instinctively i go online and look for a lot of stuff where something i don't keep hunting for you know historic historic things there was an auction on hakes about um i think it was two two months ago you know there was a, there was an item on there i've been looking for for years couldn't find it it's just it's it's one of the hardest premiums from superman that ever came out one of the earliest ones it's the, was probably one of the most coveted premiums ever to come out and I was like looking for it, it, it doesn't hardly ever come out because there's so there's less than 10 out there that's been known to be to be shown. So when the opportunity came out where I was actually for auction on Hakes uh two months ago, I went full, I went, I went deep into it. I said, you know what? They're estimating how high I go, you know what? The way it is what it is, but I'll I'll see how I can get it. And I said, you know what, the hell with it. I'm going to go for it. Because I, I, I that's kind of cool to actually have to, to put that in my collection for for what I have, you know, because I matched so much. Is it a comic? What number is it? No, it's not a comic. No, it's a premium. It's um, <clears throat> you know, back in the day when this when this when this Superman book came out, you'll see in the middle in the um the centerfold, it'll say Superman of America inside there. Cut the, you know the um for the badge you have, you have this little little place you gotta put your name inside, clip it out. That's why some of these books have these clippings inside there where they're clipped out because you want to join the Superman of America, you know, join, cut this, you know, cut here in the book. That's why, like, say, Hulk 181, everyone's trying to find up, you know, that book-wise where there's nothing's been cut out, you know what I mean? Because back in the day, it was normal. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, they're not going to say, well, hey, well, if I cut this out now, it won't be worth, you know, as much 40 years down the road. Well, who's going to yeah. say that to them? You know, there's, there's none of that stuff. So when I, when I, I saw on, on the um, on the auction site, I picked up this piece here. That's one of the earliest premiums ever to come out from Superman. It's a badge. Uh. Oh wow! Like it's the size Very of my hand. size of my hand. Wow. You know, it's 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 one of the earliest premiums ever to come out. It's it's beyond rare. These things, you know. I've never even never even heard of these. Oh, like I like, I know so much on this history of Superman on, like like premiums to, you know, like the Fleischer cartoon series back in the nineteen forties, the early forties. I've got like model pieces like like uh, headshots from it. You know, if you ever watched the uh, the Batman animated series, well, it was modeled after the Fleischer series back in the early '40s. 
So, oh yeah, I, I I remember as a kid watching those black and white Superman cartoons. Yes. So, but the one, but the one from Superman back in 1940, 41 from the Fleischer series. Now, this is the thing: is Paramount wanted the cartoon series out, but the Fleischer brothers didn't want to do it because because it was, it, was, it was so much involved. And so they gave them a crazy amount of money to say, okay, you know what? If they want this, we'll, we don't really want to do it, but we'll just give them some outrageous number. And Paramount says, go with it. And there you go. That was history right there. The first cartoons ever came out from Superman. So when that first came out back in that, that era, I wanted to find some kind of like 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 things from it, you know, like say, you know, cells from it or like say drawings from it or something from it. You know what I mean? Like that's still out there after 80 some years. You know, that I was hunting around, you know, back in like early 2000, I noticed that this one little shop up in um, Pennsylvania had the actual, the actual um, artist guide. It was like almost like the Superman heads from like this, 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 this. And it was all from, you know, it was a big, big piece. And it just sat there at the, at the studio there. And I said, oh my God. I said, this is like really rare to have, you know, they had it for like 250 bucks, like 20 some years ago. Huh. And I go, I got to have it. You know, it, it, when I got it, it came in a big roll tube. It came right from the studio. I put that away, and I was like so wrapped about it. I was just like, "Oh, this is this means a lot." Just to have that piece of history, and then on top of that, there was actual there's like a window card that came from the actual series. It was that it was a Superman piece. I have it stored away. It's just so much boxes I have. It's just it was hard for me to, to, to pull it out, but it was like a window card. I bought that like like probably 12, 15 years ago. I just I just go hunting and hunting and I go on daily, you know, just searching, searching. Because the more I search online, the, the, the more you're gonna find. Because because someone always will say, "Oh, gee, I, I'm not gonna ever have that. Oh, I can't find that. It's just too hard to find." I go, "Well, because you're not looking. If you look for yeah. something hard enough, you'll find it. You know, it, it might be take a, it might take a long time, but you might find it. You know what I mean? So for me, wise, that's just how I always find my these treasures I have. You know, it's it's just historic events. You know, it's I love putting them all together in a big co collaboration. Like I'll show you one thing here I have as well. Like, this is rare too. My wife, she got this for me about 10 years ago. It was their very first action figure came out from Superman back in 1940, 41. It was the wooden doll you have here. Ah, look at that. That's cool. You That's know what awesome. I mean? It's got the original cape and everything to it. Like some Jeez. kids played with this. This is the first action figure ever came out, you know? This is history yeah, here. GI Joe, yeah, look at that. Yes, yeah. it's he's made out of wood. It's all, it's all like his joints and stuff. It's just even a cape that survives still intact. Yeah. You know how they put it up together with these two little pinholes in the back here. Like, I mean, this is the stuff that drives me to collect. Wise, where it's like, you know, if, if someone like me doesn't collect it, you know what, and it just gets lost in, in, you know, in the universe somewhere else, people will never know it exists. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you that's how you archive things, you know what I mean? That's that's how it's done. It's it's you know, people like myself who are just drawn to collect these things. You know, one day I could be like, say, hey, you know what? I'll give it to a museum one day and say, here you go, you know, on, on, on consignment. Or that's how things are just done, you know. It's just the people's passion of what they collect. Like I said before, if something's too easy for me to get, I, I don't care for it. I want something that's gonna drive me to go, you know what, to another another level where it's like, you know, that's how we are all as collectors, you know, it's it's that drive you have to have. You got to make a documentary about all this stuff, Errol. Yeah, <laughs> like it's to me, wise, it's 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 a no brainer. Like, 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 I collect what I love. I don't do it like to say, well, I got this piece because it's going to be worth so much money down the road. I, it's to me, wise, it's just like archiving it all and putting it together. Yeah, there's a lot of value to it, but I'm never ever once thinking of saying, oh, this, this is going to be worth at least three, four hundred thousand dollars. And then what happens is, that if if something doesn't, you know, manifest itself, 
what happens is you save yourself up for a failure and say, well, it didn't do what I, what I wanted to, and then you get upset about it. And look what happened like last year. The whole market starts collapsing to a certain point because people didn't want those books because they because they bought them at the wrong time. You know, that's just a sad part. You always gotta yeah. buy something that you appreciate because if you don't appreciate it, you sell it off because because you don't you don't care for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to thinking about what's next, you just kind of constantly are on the hunt and whatever like kind of comes up that pokes your interest yeah. is kind of what you're after. There's not like a specific one again right now. No, there's a there's a book I, I picked up a few about a month and a, or a month and a half ago. Like like I love collecting some certain Spider-Man books, and for me, like like. If it's if it's a if it's a, a book that I kind of go you know what it's a little bit harder to get you know what and it's it's got meaning to me where I want it to, I want to keep it I want to put it to my collection wise you know then I'll, I'll gravitate towards it because this is like one of my favorite books in the whole Spider-Man run next to Lawrence's like I know he says the same thing like like from uh, Mighty Comics and Collectibles like this book to me and also to him is one of the most significant books of ever you know oh uh, yeah thirty nine. I got that at a 9.0. I said, I want that book in a 9.0. Like, like I said, I'll do whatever I have to to get a 9.0. It was so hard to come by. As soon as I saw the opportunity come by, I said, you know what? Hell with it. I just want it. So, and it wasn't it wasn't due to the fact of going, oh, it's going to be worth at least $10,000 and then a couple, a couple of years down the road. It's not about that. You know? It's a, yeah. like what you want and love what you collect. That's all I got to do. Um, on that note, so you sold the AF-15 7.0. Do you have any AF-15s left? No, I sacrificed them all for it. Sacrificed them all. all. Right. I had so to. What, to me, I do it all over again. I do it all over again. No, 100%. 100%. So <laughs> you showed us that other, the Superman flag yep. book, the ASM-39. What? Give us a little quick rundown maybe of what else is your top that you have. Maybe your top 10, we'll say, if you have it. You don't have to show them. You don't have to pull them out. Well, I have, one, I have, well I have one book I want to show. Like, this right. is the death of Superman, right? Oh yeah, but that was this one signed from Jerry Siegel though back in '97 before he passed oh, wow. away. Oh, yep. nice. You see his signature on top. See it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I wanted for so many years. I finally found a guy a dealer who was selling it. It was a nice minty condition, and I just, I go, you know, that book like I said got me started in the whole collecting wise. To actually have one of the creators, you know, sign it, I'm gold. I, so, that to me is, like, you know, someone could say I'll give you three thousand for it. I don't, no, I don't want it. That's that's my book. You know what I mean? You gonna submit yeah. it to CBCS to get it uh, graded? No, I'll go to CGC because it'll be a green label, but it doesn't matter because it, it, it was signed way before CGC ever came came to light. So that's got the certificate of authenticity as well. well that's too. what so I mean. CBCS yeah. will will if the certificate's there, they'll verify it and you'll have it. Yeah, but I don't. I know I, it's from his. Yeah, because I know it's from his because it was signed from uh, it was from Dynamic Forces back in the day because because it's on the back of it. You know what I mean? The certificate. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you'll, but you you would sit a minute to CGC just be in you're okay yeah. with that. Yeah, but to me, wise like does it need to be CGC? No, I don't care for it because because like I said, he signed it, and to me, wise it doesn't matter if it goes a nine eight nine six, it doesn't matter. Right. To me, it's been signed by one of the you know you know yeah. the holiest creators of, of all comic books. You know what I mean? Well, getting it yeah. getting it graded at least just preserves it. That's all. Sure. I mean, it doesn't I'll if you don't care do about label. Yeah label color mm -hmm. then i would send it to cgc but i know yeah. cbcs is better with signatures if you don't if you have the certificate and it, ha it wasn't yeah. witnessed but mm -hmm. yeah to me wise yeah like i said it's it's got it's got so much like 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 historic meanings to me wise as far as like jerry siegel signed it it's too bad joe schuster wasn't around when he signed you know when he was around oh yeah that'd be really cool that would be nice to have if it, that if might be the next still. thing to, to look for is to find one sign <laughs> yeah. with both of them 
Michael oh, Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because Joe used oh, to he... die way before the death of Superman. Oh, he, he did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess that'd be a grill. Uh, just, re- <laughs> real quick, just so we, uh, for people that may be listening that don't know, Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster are the two creators of Superman. Like this Superman one, action one, those yeah. are those guys. Siegel uh, was the writer, so Schuster was the artist. And Schuster was yeah. from, uh, from Tr- Schuster was from Toronto. And the thing oh, okay. was, and um, if you look at the Daily Planet, the Daily Planet was actually modeled after the Daily Star from Toronto. So it's got Canadian heritage uh-huh. to it. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the Daily Star actually was modeled for the Daily Planet. And also Joe Schuster had a cousin. He used to have, um, there's a cousin back in Toronto. Like I used to watch a show called Wayne and Schuster. It was a comedy act with these two guys. And um, I think it was Joe Schuster. Actually, no, sorry. It was um, Wayne. I think it was Wayne. C- it was one of the, one of the guys. It was, I think it was Wayne Schuster. Said, he was one of the actual comedians on the show. And that was actually Joe Schuster's cousin, actually. So <laughs> it was kind of amazing. I had to see that, that, that connection there. I was like, oh, my God. This is actually, you know, the cousin from Joe Schuster. I said. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, he's got, you know, he's got some Canadian heritage to it, which is cool. You know, he yeah, moved to Cleveland, Ohio. And there we go. I always thought that, yeah. that it, Gotham was supposed to be after Chicago and Metropolis was New York City. So now mm-hmm. it definitely, knowing what you said, Toronto makes better sense there. But yeah. So it's, it's got, it's got some Canadian roots too, which is kind of cool because, you know, it's like, you know, we fight for truth, justice in the American way. Well, I think some Canadian ways well too. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A little bit of so. a little red blood in him there. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah. but so, you know, we usually try to keep these to about an hour long and, and I think you you gave us a lot of great information. Um mm. great story. I mean, my biggest thing, like I said earlier, is the hunt never ends. So no. your next target is there's there's you know, you're you're saying you're looking online for stuff whatever may came, come up in that rare area, but is there a specific comic book that you're action one? Is that the one you're looking for if it comes up or is there an action one? Would be, an action one would be nice, but the, the, um, the percentage or, or, or things to me after ever getting that book is probably, is, you know, it's probably, you know, almost a little hit in the lottery. It's just, it, there's, there's too little out there. Too many people are holding on to it. You know what I mean? So for me wise to uh, create to acquire what I've acquired, like I'm happy. Like I honestly, like you know, there's there's things where people like they could collect so many books and more books and more books and having like you know hundreds and then thousands of and then thousands of books in their collection and go, you know, are these really making you happy? You know, these it has to be a time where you gotta be content with what you, what you have. You know, sure, I'll, I'll a little more extra books, but still, you know, there's gotta be a level to where does where does that happiness stop? You know. Well, when you yeah, reach so, the peak, you're done climbing, right? So. Hmm. Is that what you mean? You basically I've, your- I've climbed. I've, I've, the thing is, I've gone down to the bottom. I've climbed the top of the, to the mountain where I wanted to get, you know, to get to. There's nothing. There's nothing for me at the time when I wanted to get where I got to, you know, to say, well, once I get to this level, I want to go to some other level. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to get this book because because it meant so much to me. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, whether it being like a Captain America one or a Detective thirty three or thirty one or twenty seven. You know, this was the only book in, in my radar that was obtainable still. It was still there. It was just action was almost at the time when I, I started looking at books was to a, a level where it's like there's too scarce. They're just like, you know, if you get one, you, you're more than blessed to have it. But if you don't, this was the second best thing to have. 
Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you then, Errol, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of defined earlier the top three books, Action 1, Tech 27, Superman 1. Mm-hmm. You said you would trade Superman 1 for Action 1. Would you do the same Superman 1 for Tech 27, even though Batman's not as special to you? Um, I like Batman, but Superman's always been my thing. Always been my thing. It's just this book, this book to me, like completes my 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 collection of what I've collected so far. It makes my my pizza pie a whole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then, it's, no. If I, if I was to swap it for Detective Twenty Seven, yeah, I could do that. You know, if it was the same value to if it was the same value to value, I still keep my book no matter what. If okay. the, the thing for me was is is it worth me risking to go to go into something where I don't really like like have a driving passion for? No, I don't. Yeah. Like for me, wise, this was the book to get of all books. Like this was my yeah. book where you know everyone has to have their certain point where where do you where does where does your your um your collecting abilities where does that end? Like there has to be an end game. No matter what you collect, mm-hmm. you can't say, well, I got 500 books, so I'll, I'll be happy if I got 600. I'll be happy if I got 700. I go, well, if all the, half your books are sitting in boxes and stuff, how could you care for them so much? You know, yeah. you, you can't appreciate them that much. Like it's, 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 it can't be, it's not possible. You know, it's like going to a buffet. If you've got a buffet that's got 100 dishes out there, you're going to grab all of them and say, oh, I love them all the same, the same as, the, as everything else. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to. You, you're gonna have. You're gonna cherish your, your collection a lot, lot, lot deeper. If if you're searching for, if your if your goal is to get a Hulk when you want, go grab it. Do what you have to do to grab it. You know, or if it's like say an X Men one or AF fifteen, like like you know, I've I've gone way beyond like past that now. Like it doesn't phase me that that what I've done. Like they go, well, someone's always going, well, I haven't had AF fifteen. All that's my dream book of all dream books. That's great. You know what? I. I give you all the all the thing, all the credit to say, just go after it, do what you have to do, use what you have to do in, in your collection to get there. But if you say to yourself that book is something I want more that's in my collection, like what I did, then sacrifice it. That's the only yeah. thing you can do. Because at the end well, of the day, how long are you gonna keep it for? You know? Yeah. 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 No, that's that, that, that's uh that's kind of what JP and I were talking about, what he would say about that's how I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we talked about our 181 hunt, and I was like, you know. I put my Hulk 340, which is the Wolverine and the reflection of the Hulk in the cover. And I was like, in the mm-hmm. trade pool for that. And JP's mm-hmm. like, oh, I could do that. I was like, well, there's a thing, right? Like, to me, this is the rematch. If I get the original, the rematch is no longer needed. Now, here's a question, so, though. If you once, once, once you acquire that 181, is there anything else in your hindsight or something else that you want more than that? Is there? Um, well, so I would say, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if someone's like, hey, Rohan, uh, do you want the Superman one? I'll trade you it for it. Hulk <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I would obviously do that. But but what you said about Superman is, so for me, my three growing up were Wolverine, Silver Surfer, and Batman, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, Hulk 21, even though, yeah, you know, as we talk about, you could go buy 10 of them tomorrow sure. um, if you have the money for it. Sure. But like having Hulk 181 is completing that pizza for me. So like sure. once I get it, um, it is one I do want to hope to hold on to. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like whenever you co- whenever you collect something, appreciate it. It's like something could happen to you tomorrow or the next day or something else. You know what I mean? And then you're not here. Okay, it's just that's that's part of life. Okay. Yeah. So, but when people out there go, well, then what happens is this. Now, say you're married, you've got kids or something like that, and you have to think about this. Oh, okay, I got a thousand books. It's in my closet here. It's in my long boxes. And then, you know, like, you know, God for willing, something happens to you tomorrow. 
And all of a sudden, your wife's left with all these big, big, all these boxes of books now. What is she going to do with it all now? You know what I mean? It, it yard sale. Yes, a yard sale, a garage sale. She's going to she's gonna sell, say, you know, part of my language would say, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'll just get rid of it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Why are you collecting all this stuff for? I have no idea why. But for me, wise, my wife knows exactly what I've collected, how much this stuff means to me, and what the value to it is. I, I wouldn't want to go to a point where saying, well, here you go, honey. I left you 500 books of mine, you know, in case something ever happens, you know. That's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, has be, there has to be a point where appreciate it. Like, 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 have what you have, look at it, adore it, and go, you know what? I'm content. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when I see something, people out there online on other YouTube channels, oh, I had this on a grill book. Oh, this is a grill book. Oh, this is another grill book. Oh, I had this in another book. Oh, look, look at this haul I got this week. I go, really? When does that end? I go, you got another grill book? I thought you got a grill book last week. <laughs> well, oh, this grill book is way more than that grill book. I go, like, where does it end? You know, yeah. there has to be there has to be an end game. Like for me, why Superman One was my end game. Like I can't, no matter what I do now, I can't surpass it unless I take the other books I have and try to upgrade the level to it. But there's no other book that I wanted more. This was it. Mm -hmm. you no, know? I, I could I could yeah. die a happy man now. So you know what? I finally acquired what I wanted to acquire after twenty some plus years. Uh, you know what? Now I'm, I'm. You know what? This is everyone. Everyone as a collector has to have a goal to seek what you want. Get off that bucket list. This is my bucket list. You know, if I don't get an action one, I don't care. That's fine. If I don't get a Detective 27, that's fine. You know, I got what I wanted. You know, I worked for it and I really worked hard for it. And that's the only thing that you do. If you want something bad enough, you have to work hard for it. It just doesn't come overnight. Impossible. Yeah. It yeah. took me 20 some years to get to what I wanted. You know, it's if someone says, oh, you're a lucky guy that you got that book. I wasn't lucky. I worked for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does a person have a house and have a person have a car? They work for it. You know, it doesn't come laughing on their lap and saying, here you go. You know, if you have a, if you want something bad, you have to plan for it. If you want to get somewhere, if you want to go on a trip, you plan for it. You just don't go, well, here it is. And there, and here it comes. You have to have a plan for it. If you don't write yeah. it down or, or put it in your, in your subconscious mind saying, this is what I want. And constantly keep thinking about it and thinking about it. It will manifest itself. I swear to you, it will. I've done it with yeah. AF-15s. I've had over 15 copies of that book. It's crazy. 15. Oh, you know, I've had it. I, I like to me wise, people look at me going, how the hell did you I, I go? I just bought it at the right time. I saw an opportunity. I knew how significant that book was and it helped me get to where I wanted to get to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's more difficult because all these books are so sky high. Now I go, you can't predict on how much is going to be having growth rates because it's so high in value. But when you get in there at a certain amount of time where it's a certain amount of level, then you, you, that's your golden opportunity. That, that's where you're, that, you know, you walk inside saying, this is it. I feel it in my gut. This is how it's going to come out to me. You have to believe in it. Yeah. I believe in it. When I did it back Love in it. 2012, I just believed in myself. So you know what? I'm just going to keep rolling with it. I went to bed every single night. I need another AF-15. I need another AF-15. I need another one. I just, I kept on thinking and thinking and thinking and kept buying and buying and buying them because I believed in it, you know? I didn't want to Thor one. I didn't want to Thor, you know, like say Journey to Mystery eighty three. I didn't care for it. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. to me. Like people say, well, this is a grill book. Yeah, but it doesn't 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 rock my boat. I don't care for it. You know, yeah. the, only thing, the only thing I, I cared for is what what I, what I acquired. So it's like I said, if I could do it, anyone can do it. It's it's not rocket science. You just work for it. You know. Yeah, I, I have a heart. I have a heart. I. The 90s, you know, that the comic book industry, Rohan and I talked about this, where things kind of fell off towards the end. And he, yep. you don't really recall it, Rohan, right? You said that. Yeah. I, I saw it in the in the comic, 
conventions I went to, but it, you know, it was it, nothing was on the internet that it was on the news, but it, you could feel it when you went and books were getting, you know, 25% value at the dealership and whatnot. And then mm -hmm. things fell off. And then that time period you're talking about when you started acquiring the AF 15s, there was a downturn there, or there was an mm -hmm. opportunity there. I, I'm, you know, I don't know if things will come down far enough at this point from where they no. were for to, to, to be in that same place to that no. they're going to take off from here. I mean, maybe you'll get a good price on some of those, but is that book going to be, you know, 30,000? You're going to get it. Is it going to be worth 60,000? It's, it's, it's hard now because it, my personal opinion wise, if I was to buy an AF 15, which I don't, I don't have a passion to, to buy it. Like the, even, even, even want to grab another copy. Cause reason why is because I, if I get say let's, let's say this way, if I buy a 2.0 copy, and I buy it for say twenty five thousand right now, like if I want it yeah. bad enough, if I want yeah, if I want it bad enough in my collection, then I'll grab it. But if I'm one of those speculators out there saying, oh, you know what, I think this book's got a potential to go to forty five or fifty, I go, you really think so? Well, there's like over three and a half thousand copies out there, and how many are there in your grade? And how many can I be bought in any single time? I could open the internet tomorrow morning and say, you know what, oh, there's 10 copies out there again, you know, but how many Superman ones are you going to find out there? How many Batman ones are you going to find out there? The less is supplied, the more higher demand. That's how it is. It's, 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 it's just no rocket science. You know what I mean? If I find one book that I want, there's one book that I like to have in my collection, which, I, which I've been hunting for forever, is Fantastic Comics number three. That's with Samson on the, on the cover breaking apart this one robot, you know. That that one is a coveted book in my in my opinion, next to my Superman one. That book I've been trying to find for forever. Is there's like less than thirty copies out there in existence? Huh. That's a I'll rare. Have I'll have to look that Fantastic one up. Comics that 30, one. Yeah, Fantastic Comics three. It's got Samson on the front, battling this one robot, and it has this subway, like all this uh, this, this uh, um, a subway car behind him. It's it's iconic. Like it's one of my favorite favorite covers of all time. It's just, it, but if it, when it comes out there. If you get a 1.0, it could be probably worth $20,000, $30,000. And if I ever saw one, then I, I probably would say, hey, listen, I'll go all in for that book because they're so scarce. But if it's an AF-15, they're not scarce anymore. They were they were, they were at a time where they're like not valued as much as they are today because why it was, that's, I, you know, but my, see, that's, that's, more. that's what's interesting because that the, the uh, Spider-Man movie came out in 2001, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And that that did huge in the box office. Superman two or Super yeah. Spider Man two, all well besides the third one, all, the first two did great. Then they brought out Andrew Garfield and had another yeah. run of it, and it didn't propel that book until until so now. Two, MCU. Two, so two exactly MCU. You know what? It's 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 sad to say, but the MCU fucked it up. They fucked it up. MCU. They did. They absolutely did. Because everyone's speculating on books now because of the MCU. But before the MCU, no one speculated. They bought it because they wanted it. Now no, it's I mean, constantly. We, yeah. We spec'd in the 90s, at least I did as a kid, you know, some of the books I grabbed, mostly baseball cards, but definitely some of the books. And that, yeah. now I find myself li listening to those YouTube videos and the movies are basing some of my decisions. But again, I collect what I like. And, and there's definitely some books like, you know, that mean a whole lot more than mm -hmm. the speculation part of it. But. I don't know how much longer that spec continues and then when it becomes what happens well, at that is, point. Well, this is what I tell people. If you're going to collect books, you want to have a collection. Great. What is your end game with the collections you're collecting? What is it? Do you want to have a hundred books? 
and just then call it a day and then just appreciate it? Or do you want to have 50 books, top 50, top 20, top 30? You know, like, like, what is it? Like, like once you get to a certain point, where does your happiness start and when does it end? There has to be a point where, where, well, my happiness will start tomorrow when I get that book of mine. Well, why can't it start today? Why can't you appreciate what you have? Like, I don't have Action Comics number one, and I probably never will. Uh, doesn't make me, I'm going to be upset my whole life. It, it's just, it's right. just a book, you know? You have to appreciate yeah. your life for what it is, not because you don't have something. You know, if I was spent my whole life saying, well, I couldn't get this book, my life's been now meaningless now because I spent my whole life waiting and wanting this book and I couldn't get this book. And all of a sudden, it's just like, I'll be happy until I get it. That's that's the wrong way to think. You can't think like that. You know, it's, it's just a hobby. It's a hobby. And it's it's a, the enjoyment of the hunt. Yes. Finding the book, but but the it's journey. not the journey. It's a journey. It's a, yeah. And then you get yeah. it, you reach the top of the mountain. You yeah, got I'm it. I'm happy. I got to the mountain point and I, you know, when I climbed my, I, I climbed Mount Everest, you know, of my, of my collecting abilities, you know, a lot of people, you know, they probably wouldn't have done it how, how I did it, you know, or, or, or they say, well, I can't do how you did it because yeah, you can do it. You just have to use your brain to do it. You know what well, I mean? That, that was my thought is I don't know if yeah. you can really buy a bunch of AF-15s now, at these no, now races no. to, to, to no. bump it up to, to this. I don't no. know. There may be some opportunity, like you're saying, no. maybe in something else or I think types of books. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you right now. I think the people who bought the uh, Ultimate Fall for the uh, the 1 in 25, whoever bought that, those books. The Jerkin? The Jerkin yes, variant? Those guys who bought those books at the time have got a golden opportunity now. If they have, like, say, five or ten copies, that's your that's your, that's your golden ticket right there. If you if you think that that book's going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing when there's so many copies out there, your best bet is to take that book that you have right now and say multiple copies, cash it and put it towards something more meaningful. You know that's a great yeah. book. Don't get me wrong, it's a great book. But yeah, the thing but is, is it worth? Is it worth four thousand now? Yeah, no. a fifteen no. money. I don't think so. Right? Yeah. If you, if you if you bought it at four hundred dollars and you got to say five copies, six copies, you don't sell it. You're a fool. You're a fool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that that's like another thought too that I have on like. Hulk 340, just to use that one. I bought it for 30 bucks. I could probably sell it today for 400 bucks. Nothing yeah. huge, but that's a yeah. pretty, do I sell it now because it got that value? Yeah. Or do I keep it because I like it because it's yes. smaller money? But the, the Jerkit variant that we're talking about, yeah. bought it for 400, it's worth 40,000. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of it, I think, right? Of course. I mean, but some guys won't. Some yeah. guys won't. I had a, I had a Hulk 340. It was a, it was a news, news, uh, newsstand. I bought it for 1200 bucks. As soon as I bought it, I knew exactly the, what I was what I was getting because it was, it was at a point where it was almost the same price as, as say, um, you know, a little comic store. You know, the new stands compared to, like, say, you know, the regular versions. I bought it. There's some kid out there. I'm not, I forget how it was. It was like about two years ago. He goes, I'll give you $3,500 for it. <laughs> I go, what? I'll give you $3,500 for it because he knew it was like a new stand. It's something very special, right? Something special. And I go, you think it's really that special, huh? Because it's a new stand. And, oh, yeah, yeah. So you know what I did to him? I sold it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good for you. I made mean, like three thousand dollars. Was it a nine eight or something? Yeah, it was nine eight. But I wasn't stupid. I said, "Hey, I made clean money like that. Go ahead, take it all you want. If you think that book's gonna get you ten or twenty thousand dollars, God bless you, my friend." I said, "You know, I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going." Yeah, that's yeah. that's the well, that's the difference. You know, like you're saying, is the the rareness of those of the books you're you're going after. You got it, and then. There are so many of those other books, and again, if you get them for a good price, you know, then then you're really not into it for too much. You didn't invest no. too much into it. It's it's more no. of the hobby of it. But if it's again, that's 
everyone you got to collect what you like but there's a difference between paying 3500 for a hulk 340 newsstand you know or the jerk it i don't even know how to say it right but the d yeah. variant we'll call did, it did you the, uh, the javeric i think it's called the javeric javeric i mean yeah javeric yeah forty thousand dollars we most of us would rather put on something <laughs> else that, yeah that book has been shell bit up so high i'm telling you now the person who's holding that 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 comic for 40 grand i'm like going you know what what happened to af 50 last year it, it it took a massive tumble and i'm like yeah i was surprised you know i'm like that like for what i bought it in for and you know i, I sold it and you know to me wise it was like a, it was it was a no-brainer but the thing is like you have to know when to cash out that's the problem nobody knows when to cash out they no, go well if i bought a book for 500 and it's somewhere three thousand. what where where's your cash out point Oh, when it hits ten thousand, when it hits twenty thousand, I go. Are you sure about that? I go. You know what? <laughs> the difference there is that it has to be robotic in a sense, like just with yeah. stocks. You know, I, I dabble yeah. in that, and you know, you got rid of a stock, you, yeah. you got to be robotic about it. You can't have any, you you can't have any favoritism to it. You just got to get rid of it if the value goes to where, where you know, like you just said, five hundred dollars down to thirty five hundred. Get rid of it. Right. Well, you thing. think it's going to go to 10, but you don't, you know, you made some good money there. You have to, because, because, because the point is, is it's, when you look at books in a, in a, in a no nonsense way, it's money. That's all it is, is money. You're playing with money. That's in a different format. People don't understand that it's money to me. Wise, it's just moving money around. That's all it is. You got a picture in a, in a, in a slab. That's money. That's all it is. It's no different if I have a hundred dollar bill and put that in a big slab and saying, here it is. What's the difference between this and this? Well, that's a book. That's money. I said, well, they're both the same, aren't they? They both value the yeah. same, aren't they? You just look at it the wrong way. That's all you do. You're just moving money around. That's what, yeah. I don't. I don't try to stay attached to books that that I, that means nothing to me. Like, yeah, there's some significance to it, but I don't try to stay attached to it. If you stay attached or married to your books for so long, they will own you. You won't own them. Right. It'll they be hard to get rid of them at that. Exactly. And then yeah, the problem I, is this. Oh, I should have sold at that time where that book came out or I should have done this. I go, well, that, that's that's your thing. You know, if if, if if people spread their money too too much around where it's like, you know what, everyone's going, well, I want an ASM1, I want an AF15, I want a Thor first appearance. I want, I want stick to one character. Keep it simple. You know, if you don't keep it simple, your, your brain's going all these other directions here. You don't know what you want, not what you're focusing on. My main focus when I was collecting back in the late 90s was Superman. That's because I love the character. It's historic. It doesn't get better than that. It wasn't like I love Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. I, I grew up with watching Spider-Man series back in the mid-90s. I love the Black Sibiot suit, the whole series. That's one of my favorite series of all time. I have those books in 9.8s. I put them aside because there's a significance to me growing up and watching the series, and I want to keep those just for my memories. But anything else other than that, wise, you keep yourself focused on, on a certain thing that you want. If you can say if you're putting a direction on going here, 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 you don't know what you're focusing on, what you actually want more. If you want a Hulk when you want Hulk characters, study those characters and go gravity towards those. Then all of a sudden it's like you're spreading your money too thin like that. It's going here and everywhere else. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't do that. It's just wasted time. I you think know that's what? My, yeah. my problem. It's just <laughs> you know, it's just well to me wise, you know what? Every day is time for us. You know what I mean? I don't know how long I'm gonna live for or anybody else is gonna live for. You know what? I make the most of it each day I can. And what I do with that is like I'll, I'll buy what I can uh, that I want, keep it. And just look at it and say, you know what? This is what I acquired because you know what? This makes me happy. But I can't be happy if I'm, I'm going. Well, I want six characters. I want seven characters. I want ten characters. And by the time I got these these 
65 long boxes in my in my closet. I go, well, what do you like the most? Well, all of them. Well, how could you? You know, right. there's got to be something that, that you like more. You know, chocolate ice cream or vanilla, which was, which is your favorite? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. No, it, and I, I like, I think displaying them, having all of that's a better point instead of having them long boxes. But, I mean, some people just like to have a bunch of them. Some want to display them. I, 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 I'm more geared to what you're saying and show I them, think you, them off, right? That's I think point. if you keep your if you keep your collection manageable, that's what I call it, manageable, you'll appreciate them more. Like I say, I agree. If you keep, if I see, I see this one guy on, on YouTube, you know, he's from Canada as well too. And I see his collection. It's massive. I mean, it's massive. He's got, that would drive me insane to have all the yeah. books I have in my, in my, in my room and stuff like that. It would drive me nuts. I go, because you have so much out there. I'm, I'm going, really? I go, this is, yeah. I, I, I it, would, it would drive me to madness. I go, and then still keep collecting and collecting and use a credit card to keep buying more car, more books. That becomes a hoarder's paradise. You know, you don't have, yeah. you have no limits then. That's, that's dangerous yeah. to do that. Dangerous. There's uh real quick, I think, and you know, we should start to wrap this up, but I was going to say, mm. there's a guy, um, Como comic books. He's got great videos oh. on the YouTube and things like that. And yeah. uh, I think he said his goal is to collect or was, I don't know if it still is his goal or not, but, was to collect every comic book of the Silver Age, and it's like, wow! wow. Like if that's if if, if if he can manage that, and that's what he wants to do. That's awesome. But like, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Like, whoa, no way! That's great. That's like, yeah. you know what? That's like giving yourself an aneurysm because I don't because I need this book, yeah. I need that book. I go, and what happens if you don't get it? What happens then? You end up going to the hospital because yeah. you get a coronary because the doctor asks you says, well, what happened? How, how did you get in this mess? I needed these books and I just couldn't get it. Yeah. My heart couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> but hey, hey, as we say, if that's what you love and if that's what he loves and he's going yes. for it and that makes him happy, great. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you on that one. Like, yeah, that's too much to manage. There's got to be something. There's got to be something that you love the most. Like I said, like you know what? Yeah. If you guys, you guys must have watched, you know, a Christmas story with Ralphie, right? You must have watched a thousand times. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ralphie's biggest thing was that was that BB gun. That was my BB gun. This whole comic book. That's the one thing I wanted the most about anything out there. There's got to be that one thing that you that you that you strive for and want more. Not just oh, I want to have ten of this and fifty five of that and sixty five of this, and then by the time I get hundred of that, I'll be happy. <laughs> well, then Errol, just don't shoot your eye out. Nice. <laughs> That's the main point. Well, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean. I think overall the the message here is the focus is what uh, got yeah. you yeah. to get to your, your grail. Just, it was focus and. Uh, manageable that's it yeah keep it manageable just to don't like, like at the time when i was buying these books back like 10 12 years ago it was different time it's it, get that out of your head it, it's not the same today it's not it's, it's not as so-called so easy to get all these books at the same time it's, it's it's too much work if you focus on just one thing at a time where it's like you know if you want you know tales of suspense 39 that's an expensive book you can still buy that book in under ten thousand for say a one or two point oh book you know, that's the things like people are going, well, I don't want to book that low grade. Well, here, okay, here's the thing. I was buying AF-15s at 2.0s or 2.5s for, say, $3,000 back in 2012. That was low grade, wasn't it? I didn't sneer yeah, by those books and say they're not, they're not worthy to collect. Now look at them. You know yeah. what I mean? That's you're not, you're not thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always want that higher looking, you know? Yeah, and I think I think the other, other um, lesson here, too, is, is like, understand it's a journey it's not a sprint right it's no a, it takes as long as it takes you and takes it yeah 
it took me it took me 20 some years to get my book you know it's it took almost like half my life to get my book you know what i mean that's like i worked for it you know it's like yeah. it's like anything nothing comes easy you know you have to work for it like for me wise i had an opportunity wise and i, I used my head where you know i have to go here to, to uh, you know in order for me to get to this destination what do i got to do i have to go to think this way to get to this way this way and by the time i get to that you know it's almost like like Dorothy and Wizard of Oz, you get to the Olympic Road and there you are. You know what I mean? It, it took a journey to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you have to fight all these witches and, and freaking you know, like you know, flying monkeys around you know just to get there. But but <laughs> in the end of it, you get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's why I, I did it. I congratulate you on 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 yeah. getting your grail. Um, Thanks, guys. So, appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. We have our no, grail. We won it. We hope Thanks for uh, we... Yeah, it was a great conversation. Like I said, like I said, anyone can... use your head in, in a smart way, in a, in a more logical way. You know, keep like I said, keep your keep your collecting it moderate. You know what I mean? You'll be you'll be more happier when you don't stress yourself out of I have to have these kind of books and this book and this book. You know, this is the thing is I've had all those books. It doesn't stress me to not have them anymore. It doesn't. Honestly, it's just a book. You know what I mean? If yeah. I want that, I'll get an omnibus book if I have to. Just look at the pages. <laughs> But me not having it physically is not going to be my my life is less meaningful because I don't have it. Because I said I had it. And people say, "Well, you're crazy that you don't have it anymore." Well, I, well, that's just me. It was you know, a means to an it. end. It's a means, yes. Yeah, the means what I wanted to get to. So it's, that's what meant more to me to have this, you know, other than those books. That's fine. But it doesn't make me happier to have all these other books and then the science saying, "Well, all these books will mean more to me than that book." No, it wasn't about that. It's just like I said, everyone's got their own thing where that was my thing. So it's like I had to do what I had to do. Go over the flaming hoops just to get inside there to get it done, and I just did it. You know, it's, it's no difference. Like I said, anyone can do it. Just focus on what you want more. Don't focus your mind on six different items out there. It's just just get out of your head. Just focus on one thing that you like the most. Like Superman's my thing. It could be Batman. It could be Spider Man. Have a good Spider Man collection. You know what I mean? It's that's that's just the way I look at it. You know, just 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 you know, treasure it. That's yeah. all it is. Have fun. Have fun collecting books. That's how I did it. I didn't stress myself out there going, oh, God, oh, the speculations just drive me crazy. What am I saying about tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, i got to wait till I see Comic Tom. Comic Tom, hurry up. i got to I gotta know tomorrow. i, I got to know what's, what's out there. Hurry up, man. It's just, uh, time's money, guy. Come on, man. Yeah. We have a whatnot sale coming up. we got a whatnot sale coming up. we got to yeah, sell I got to know what to buy. Come on, man. I know what to buy. I just thought, buy what you want. Don't look at someone else's what they want. You know? Yeah. Don't yeah. follow other people. Follow your own lead. Do that. Yeah. I agree. Right on. Agree. It's all about that. So <laughs> I appreciate it, the time, Errol. Yeah, I, thanks we, uh, for coming on. Great on interview. The part, and, uh, on the end part, I'll show you this here. Hold on. On the end part, this was my journey. That was all That was it all about. That was my journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is yeah. what it's all about when you're collecting. You know what? This, to me, was was my Super Bowl of all, of all games. You know what I mean? Yeah, you won. You That's, got it, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know I, what I mean? I, how do you how do you how do you how do you surpass that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay, Detective Twenty Seven, but no, I'm happy. You know, that's that's your again. You got to collect what you like. That you got it. I mean, most people may never get to that that point, but you're saying they can get to it, and it's a good they journey can. how how they can get to it, and hopefully Sacrifice. they listen. They Sacrifice. listen to our 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 show here and find that's us it. on find us on Instagram. Find you on Instagram, Rohan as yeah. well, and and uh, and myself. Hit us up with any questions you have and hit up Arrow and ask him, ask him more details about uh, how we all can get maybe Superman one one day. 
<laughs> you have to use the hobby to fund itself. That's how I did it. Use the hobby to yeah. fund itself. It's not just just cracking your wallet and say, "Here's two hundred thousand dollars." It's you. It's it's being smart and strategic. That's what it is. It's like winning the big game. You gotta be strategic on how you do it. It just doesn't come to you. Here, here it is, long ball. <laughs> yeah. No hell marys. <laughs> but well, no, I we appreciate the time, everyone, for listening. No, I appreciate um, it. Yeah, bringing you on, but. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to episode five. I think we did a bang up job interviewing because we had such a great story that Errol could tell us. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah, man. We we will see everyone next time. Have a great, great week. See you guys.